Welcome, lovey, to the Coming Out Gold podcast, where I help you realize you don't need anyone's permission to start living the life of your dreams. You can start where you are with what you have. I'm Coach Tammy, and my goal is to help you come out gold by teaching you how to get clear on what matters most, ignite what sets your soul on fire, and then make a strategic plan to live the life of your dreams. It is time, and you are worthy. So let's do this. Welcome everybody. I'm so excited you decided to join me on today's episode. Last week, we chatted about why goals were better than resolutions and how to set goals you could actually achieve. It starts with getting clear on who and where you are and understanding who you want to be and where you want to go. Then you can call out what's standing in your way in order to create a roadmap to get you from where you are now to where you want to be. In today's episode, we're adding another layer to the process to help you implement a plan for managing whatever life throws your way. We're diving into some time management and time blocking, and I think you'll find some tactical advice for tackling the limited resource of time. After all, like the quote taped to my computer says, vision is not enough. It must be accompanied with venture. It's not enough to stare up the stairs. We must step up the stairs. If you want to know the source of that quote, please DM me because I cannot pronounce the name and I don't want to butcher it. Well, we all have 24 hours a day and seven days in a week. We can't change it by adding or taking away moments. It simply is. And in all honesty, some days we can't pack in everything we need to do or even would like to do. This can leave us feeling out of control and yearning for a way to make the calendar and to-do list vanish. I think we feel this way because we're longing to make progress in a way that feels significant to our individual stories. But most days, we just feel tired and a bit beat up. This is true even if tasks taking up our time are enjoyable or center on people we adore. We can have a to-do list with things we don't hate and yet still end our day feeling like something the cat drug in. As author Garland Vance puts it, too many good commitments add up to a bad life. For those of us who have task lists the size of Canada, there simply aren't enough hours in the day to tick every task off. And some days the to-do list, no matter how hard you're working, seems to get longer, not shorter. And that's so frustrating. This cycle leaves us tired because we focus on the urgent instead of the important. We don't spend time doing tasks that fill our souls because we're so busy adulting. This isn't living. Seriously, if you get to the end of each day railing at yourself for all you didn't do, how can you expect to experience joy in your day-to-day life? It's just not possible. Tell me if this sounds familiar. You're in the middle of doing something, say, putting away laundry in your bedroom, when you remember you need to make a note to handle something on your phone. You walk to the other room to grab your phone, and 45 minutes later, you see the time and realize, despite being on your phone that amount of minutes, you didn't add the thing that you walked into the room and grab the phone to add. You may, (laughs) this is my favorite one, you may have even forgotten what it was you needed to add to your phone in the first place. Anybody? Well, time, when left to its own devices, it whittles away to nothingness. I've heard financial experts say that if you don't tell your money where to go, it just vanishes and you have no idea how it frittered away. Time seems to vanish just as easily, especially in the age we're living in when our devices are practically another appendage on our body. If you don't want your time to evaporate before your eyes, you must be intentional with it. So many of the women I have worked with, women I'm in masterminds with, and my friends have all expressed feeling like there aren't enough hours in the day to get it all done. 
It's so disheartening to live in this perpetual state of exhaustion because it becomes a breeding ground for feeling like who we are and what we bring to the table isn't enough. And that is a big fat lie. Full confession. I used to be a poster child for overscheduling and trying to cram too much into a day, still fall into that cycle sometimes. But after falling in love with the planner world and creating a unique system to manage my time, task, and energy, I can now set a clear path for each day that keeps me feeling accomplished and good about what I did. And it's simple enough for anyone in any season to adapt to their needs. In the book Focus, the author says hurry confuses the soul, alerting it to the fact that time is of the essence but providing no clarity about which way to run. Joyce Meyer puts it another way, saying panic makes you manic. Bless, but aren't these so true? Hurry and panic don't yield much fruit and often only create more chaos than they were intending to resolve. It makes me think of that show, uh, Supermarket Sweep, where the customers have to run through the store looking for specific items within a limited time. It seems like utter chaos. It literally looks like they're chickens with their head cut off, just running around willy-nilly. The actual show is rooted in this need to hurry. In some ways, it's kind of a portrayal of the hustle culture that permeates our world today. But if you knew you were going to be on a show, you knew the premise and the time constraints they would give, and you had a layout of the store showing where all the products were, you could actually pre-plan your course. You could study, memorize, and prepare a path to ensure your success. You might even do some practice runs to ensure that you chart the fastest, most efficient path to where you needed to go. This way could be organized, methodical, and strategic. Sure, they might throw some surprises at you, but you would be prepared to pivot as needed, slowing your pace, harnessing that energy, and strategizing a plan always increases your efficiency. Assuming you already tackled goal setting, as we discussed in episode 12, you should be ready to tackle your time. We're going to do this by working through the following. We're going to list all the tasks you do daily, evaluate and categorize them, create an ideal daily and weekly schedule, and then time block your day to maximize productivity and minimize wasted energy. Now, I hope you know me well enough to know you can head over to the blog version of this episode for a freebie that'll walk you through this process. And that link's down in the show notes for you. If you've ever Googled time management, then you know there are countless schools of thought out there on it. You've probably heard about the Eisenhower framework, David Allen's get things done, and the Pomodoro techniques, to name just a few of the more popular ones. There's also a plethora of apps to help you manage your time. Trello, Notion, Monday, and Asana are some big names. Personally, I'm an Asana girl and think we should all be using it to stay on track with our lives. Time management is really important to our lives because it's a finite resource and should be cared for accordingly. Kind of like our environment, but that's another topic for another day. In my promos course, and like I chatted about on the last episode, we start by getting clear on our identity and purpose in order to set some goals. Once we set goals and have created a comprehensive master list of all the tasks required to achieve them, we estimate the time each task will take. I think it's one of the more unique features in my course because the reality is most of us overestimate the number of tasks we can get done in a certain time frame, but we grossly underestimate the time each task takes. <laughs> Tell me you know what I'm talking about here. You make your to-do list and it's longer than the day is, but you are so sure you can knock it out. When the hours run out before the tasks do, you beat up on yourself and condemn yourself when it was really unreasonable from the gate. Why do we do this to ourselves? For now, let's start by grabbing a pen and paper or adding a note to your phone or computer or whatever, however you take notes. I want you to list every task you do from the time you get up until the time you go to bed. 
Now you may find it helpful to track your task over a few days or even a week since they kind of can vary. We all spend so much of our day on autopilot. We give no conscious thought to many of our habitual or routine tasks. I actually heard a statistic the other day that said 45% of our day is spent on autopilot. Y'all, that's crazy. And yes, for those of you asking if I'm serious about tracking all of your tasks, I am. List every task. Seriously, if you want things to be different in the next season, you've got to be willing to invest time trying something new and just go with me here. I promise you will see transformation if you follow through. Once you have that master list of daily tasks, I want you to ask yourself the following question for each task on your list. And the question is, am I doing this because I can, I should, or I want to? Again, there's no judgment in this. It's just asking yourself the question. Take it seriously as this part is about building awareness into the tasks you do daily instead of floating through life. Like I've said before, only dead fish float and you're no fish. So don't waste moments of your day that could be used focusing on things you love. Be sure to answer honestly, because we often fail to ask ourselves this question, especially for tasks we've done habitually for some time. Once you have a clear picture for the reason behind what you're doing, you can be intentional about what to carry forward. It also makes grouping tasks into categories easier. When you see all you do in one collective list, it's much easier to tackle time management because you can create rhythms and routines to maximize your time and accomplish what matters most. Next, we evaluate how long a task will take. Now, once you evaluate that, double it to allow for that underestimation we were talking about earlier, as well as any changes that might pop up. You could even track your activities for a few days and time each of your tasks. It seems crazy, but I've had clients realize they put more energy and time into procrastinating a task because they'd blown it so out of proportion for how long it was going to take. I get that in the beginning, this can seem like a lot of work, but if you spend the time on the front end charting the course for achieving your goals, it feels less overwhelming and far more achievable. Plus it provides you with baby steps to move you consistently towards your goals. Trust me, it's far more effective than just tossing some goals out into the world without a plan for how you're actually going to achieve them or how long they'll take. Okay, so we made our list with all of our tasks. We added the times each task would take and gave ourselves some padding, and we evaluated each for why we're doing them. Now we're going to group like items together. You can do this in whatever way you want. There's no rule here. I'm a super fan of color coding because I'm a visual person. And well, to be totally honest, I might have an addiction to pens. So I like to use them whenever I can. But I also like a good labeling system. For example, all financial tasks might be color coded in green. The category labeled errands might include anything that takes place outside your home. Calls, emails, paperwork, they might fall into admin. Please do not overcomplicate this. Don't be Tammy. Don't overcomplicate this. Pick three to five broad categories to batch your repetitive and master task list into. And remember, nothing is permanent, y'all. You can change it at any time, your life, your rules. This is simply a way you will use to assign your repetitive task daily and your goal task to a category that we'll use when we're time blocking. Now let's talk about an ideal day and week. We've talked before about needing to know where we're aiming our arrow before we shoot. When it comes to managing your time, the most effective way to do this is by visualizing what your ideal day and an ideal week would look like. Seriously, if the lid was off and there were no limitations for what you could do, how would you like your day and your week to unfold? Would you sleep until nine or get up at five? 
Would you plan a two hour bike ride in the middle of the morning? Would you end your work day at four or at 10? Would you always say Friday mornings for coffee dates with friends or Saturday morning for brunch with your girls? Write out your pie in the sky weekly schedule. Then we'll deconstruct that into an hour by hour breakdown. Depending on your season, there may be some must do things on there. So be sure to include them. But I caution you not to get entrenched in what it is in this exact moment to the point that you can't dream of a new way forward for yourself. Once you determine your ideal schedule, you tend to see how it might be best for your days to flow. You can set up your daily schedule with that in mind. And you also get a clear image for where you want to be moving. I'm going to be honest. This may be a time to have some conversations with your family, your business partner, your boss, or anyone else to whom you are giving your time. We often assume we'll get a no when we haven't asked a question. This is one of those times we're going to get to practice healthy conversations and possible conflict as well as healthy boundaries. I promise you can do this. We can all do hard things even when we don't want to. Now, let's knit it all together. We've gotten a clear look at what is by making our full task list, assigning time, evaluating them, giving ourselves some margin, putting them all into categories. And now we've created our ideal week and ideal day so we know where it is we want to go. Our next step is to set our day up accordingly using time blocking. My friends at Wikipedia define time blocking as a productivity technique for personal time management, where a period of time, typically a day or week, is divided into smaller segments or blocks for specific tasks or to-dos. It integrates the function of a calendar with that of a to-do list. It's kind of like scheduling. So keeping your ideal day and week in mind, look at your task categories and assign them to your current reality. Start by assigning blocks of time to your calendar based on categories. This is where a planner or digital calendar app is life-changing because you can set up a template and drop tasks in daily. And if you use digital tools, it's very easy to move tasks around when interruptions happen or life smacks you in the face and you need to shift some things around. Planning is so personal. So pick what it is that you will use and stick to it. Again, do not overcomplicate this, y'all. Trust me, from experience, you don't want to overcomplicate it. Now we're going to get into the nitty gritty and begin mapping out our week. Capture all the appointments or repetitive tasks, trash day, grocery day, whatever. Put all those bits with a specific day and time assignment onto your calendar. In my planner, I keep a blank sheet of paper tucked inside of the current week where I write down things that I know need to happen the following week. It just kind of gives me a head start on planning my next week out. So depending on your season of life, you could assign an overarching category to each day of the week, like Monday maintenance, Tuesday tech, Wednesday household, that kind of thing. You know your responsibilities and what needs to happen in your life. Grouping like things onto the same day each week helps you establish a smooth and more efficient cadence to your life. When you've mapped out the must-dos on each day of the week and given each day a category, if possible, you can move into the nitty-gritty of getting the details onto each individual day. To help get you started, let me give you a little peek into my daily rhythm. For me, the first two hours of each day are dedicated to my morning routine. So getting ready for the day, making my bed, doing my morning pages, Bible study, eating breakfast, all those things. My next block is for hard task. This is the deep work that I need to do that day. Things like tech tasks or client work, etc. I have to do these first or I'll 100% procrastinate on some of the hard things that I don't like to do. I have a small block of time around one o'clock for lunch and to do any personal activities. So like switching the laundry or prepping dinner, that kind of thing. My afternoon block is what I call my creative block. It's when I handle any writing, scripting, social media, Canva work, that kind of thing. Towards the end of the workday, I have a block for admin tasks. Typically, these are tasks that I need to do, but they're kind of time sucks. 
So making phone calls, purging my inbox, filing. Y'all, I can't with filing. I hope this helps you understand how the system of time blocking works. And once you've developed a good habit of doing this, you can knock it out each week and 15 to 30 minutes, depending on the tools you use. It's really a small investment for the amazing return you will see as you move through your days and weeks, because you are going to slay your goals. One little bonus nugget that I touched on in the last episode is setting up your environment for success. I have a separate basket for my morning and evening personal care routines. Everything I need for my morning routine is gathered together in one basket. The night before, as part of my daily reset, I tidy my office, update my planner, check off my task list, etc. I also pull my clothes for the next day. Okay, I actually pull my clothes for the entire week on Sunday, so I don't have to give energy to that throughout the week. I keep them in a little divided organizer in my closet, so each night I reach in and grab out the next day's outfit so it's ready to go with my morning routine bits. Again, this work on the front end sets you up for success and helps prevent decision fatigue, which is alive and well in all of our lives. Real talk here. Planes do not take off the second they start their engines. They have to build momentum by heading down a runway slowly at first until they have enough speed and wind beneath their wings to take off. We have to stop thinking that just because the calendar flips to a new year that somehow January 1st will magically make us the person we need to be to accomplish the goals we set for ourselves. Every morning is a new opportunity to move down the runway towards your final destination. It's about building momentum and transforming your day-to-day choices into a runway that leads you to become the person you were created to be so you can live the life you deserve to live. We must stop thinking that just because we start a project or decide to do something new, it will boom, instantly be done. I hate to break it to you, but this is a lie we've all been sold. I mean, Instagram itself is anything but instant. Yet when we think of Instagram, what comes to mind are the giant influencers making a million plus just sharing videos and pimping product. Hear me say this. Any transformation requires a runway for building momentum. This is real life, y'all, not some filtered, edited, fast-forwarded production. You don't have to be controlled by your calendar, lovey, or keep feeling exhausted from the constant hustle. Staying where you are instead of moving where you want to be, it's a choice you make daily. By implementing these tools, you can stop that desire to throw in the towel and take control of your life and your calendar so you maximize your energy and achieve your dreams. You can't have it all, but you can choose what you want most and create the space and systems to have those things. And that's a life well-lived. I'm so excited to see how the strategic plan helps. If you dive into it, please snap a pic and tag me on social media so I can follow up with you to see how you're doing. And in case no one's told you today, you are loved, strong, and capable of doing amazing, brilliant things. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of the Coming Out Gold podcast. I am so thankful for you. Be sure to join our community over on Instagram or Facebook at Coming Out Gold Podcast. Those links are down below in the show notes for you. And if you've enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to head over to iTunes and leave it a review. You can also share it on your social media and tag me. And maybe you'll even get a shout out here on a future episode. Until next week, remember, I'm Coach Tammy and I am in it with you always.